thinks it's paradise For a black man to be rich They say we sacrifice our own family members Like we're not savvy enough to make our standard figures And ain't nobody in no cult I give so much financially give away But there's an aspect of that that's crippling to us today Still coping and dealing with my environment as a kid I trust no one today because what someone in my past did King, gotta learn to let it go and move forward King, you should learn to say no, keep all your doing King, Michael Jordan gives back and you didn't know it Like LeBron does, but it's just seldom they show it King Free fellas, yo Hello everybody, episode 96 96 Wow. 69 backwards. Oh, a little Easter egg. We got Jordan up in the house. <laughs> we got Morgan up in the house. And we got Jamal up in, not this oh. house, remote. Yeah. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. All right. It's doing a good. fucking Monday. It's a Monday. We got the Monday vibe. Monday vibes. I got chapped lips, not comfy. <laughs> and he won't mm. use chapstick. <laughs> and he I, won't drink chapstick water. Chapstick makes so it worse. The what, only healing, ask, the only do. thing that heals it is time. Okay. And what do you mean I will drink water? I, I'm staying hydrated. I drink in plenty of water. All it doesn't right. heal it. All right. In fact, I feel like it is makes it worse. Is that true about uh, chapstick, you think? I don't give a shit. No, it's just a, it's a. <laughs> I mean, I it's not a big deal to me if I have to put chapstick on a couple times a day. Right, but what I'm saying is, you want them them self sufficient lips. It makes the chap lips last longer. I don't know if that's with true. moments of reprieve. I'd rather just. I don't think that's actually. True. I'd rather just sit in it, okay, meditatively, and, and mm-hmm. let it pass. Drinking right. water does not help, by the way. Okay. Dr- maybe that's what got it started dehydration in the first place but once it's on once the onset has started mm-hmm. drinking water ain't gonna help you okay well it's too late i hope you enjoy the journey thanks for that um <laughs> opening song was uh nas 10 points off his new album king's disease mm-hmm. just dropped oh. on friday last friday um, we're recording this like I like we said on on a Monday. <laughs> on a Monday. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Nas' new album's pretty good. I recommend. Hmm. He's still. I mean, he's been doing this for fucking thirty years almost. I feel, and it's it's solid. One of my faves, Nas. Where would you uh, rank this new album? I don't so fucking know. He has so many albums, man. <laughs> I mean, maybe like fifth or maybe sixth. <laughs> it's it's so crazy. Okay. I've never actually gone through and ranked Nas albums. First of all, Illmatic and Stillmatic are the two best. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, Hip Hop is Dead is good. It Was Written is good. Do you want to rank them as Star Wars movies? So Illmatic is... <laughs> it doesn't really line up one-to-one because Illmatic... I would have to say his Empire Strikes Back, but it's a, it's like the his debut album. I can't call it Star Wars. Okay. I mean, this whole conversation is a little bit over my head, but I thought it was funny. I mean, but Morgan's nuts. I mean, she are you ask you're asking him to rank him by like which one he likes more as Star Wars movies? Yeah. Yes, you but did not this, like. But it has nothing to do with the, with the uh, Kanye in the past, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, but it has nothing to do with the the. I know it has like, nothing to do with how they chronologically came out. Yeah, I know that. However, I feel like it's very important 
I feel like it's not really something you can do unless it's something you could do as like an analogy uh-huh. or like here side by side. It's kind of like Star Wars because Illmatic is like Star Wars. Stillmatic is like Empire Strikes Back, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Just by doing it like, well, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. So that means it's Illmatic. Yeah. It's just sort of, I feel like that oh, gets confusing. Oh, it's, it's super right. confusing. Okay. There's, yeah. To me, it does. I don't even really understand what it means, but I know you've done it before. Right. That's why I brought it up. Nostradamus's <laughs> Return of the Jedi. All right. So we can now move on. Okay. <laughs> um, Moving on up. It's a hot Monday. Smoky Monday. Smoke hot. outside. The heat. From fireworks or what? No, I don't think so. I mean, I've heard a definitely a couple pop offs, but it's pops. it's to mm. the point where it's hard to tell if they're gunshots or fireworks. <laughs> um, it's a good since place it's on to a be. Monday, usually the big show happens on Saturdays. So I don't... we're outside all day Saturday. Yeah, but it doesn't happen until sundown, mm. like for a while, like around midnight. Like that's when celebrations happen, midnight <laughs> eleven. Um. Yeah, what have we been doing? Not much. We watched the whole series, High Score. I recommend. New series on Netflix. High Score, sort of a general history of video games. Yeah. How they got started, little individual stories of creators of how they came up with the idea of some groundbreaking milestones in gaming. It was enjoyable. I mean, it's I love that shit, so it's (laughs) just nostalgic. Mm Mm-hmm nostalgia overload in that sense so i thought it was enjoyable definitely binge worthy yeah i'd say i liked it how many episodes is it uh six Six? okay there's this little kid who fucking wins a nintendo like competition world competition Mm -hmm. almost i i got teary-eyed in like the 80s he's like 10 years old nine nine or ten his dad is so stoked his dad is so happy for him, and that's what made Morgan teary-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, Jamal? <laughs> Ian and I uh, were talking about over this week. Uh, somehow, the King of Kong got brought up totally out of best doc ever. We saw that high score on the uh, recommended on Netflix last night. We were talking about it, but this is a few days before that. We were just having to be talking about the King of Kong. And I think I'm, I'm going to try and put that on my list for this coming week. I, I didn't watch it this week, but uh, have you it's never fucking, seen it? I just remember being. I have seen it. I have oh. seen it, and it's fucking so dope. It's just it's always worth a, a rewatch. Yeah, it might be my favorite documentary ever. I mean, it has everything: highs, low, the lows, the good guys, the bad guys. Yeah, it's a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> it's the it's such a good doc. Yeah, movie rental of the week. King of Kong. I did watch uh, Joe List. I hate myself. Oh, oh what'd you think? I thought it was very good. I love Joe. I thought Joe. it was very, very good. He, I mean, just solid writing. Super funny throughout. Yeah, yeah. it really is. I mean, is um, the best bit not the can of Coke? Come on. <laughs> it's so funny. The can of Coke <laughs> bit was definitely fucking funny. Uh, I thought the bit where he's talking about uh, his wife uh, coughing was pretty funny. 
How does that? Uh, one it's go? all funny. It's I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it's him talking about he's having sex with his wife, and she coughed, and, and she ejects. coughed, and it ejected his oh, dick yeah. out of yeah. out of her. Pretty funny. Good stuff. <laughs> Check it out. I hate yeah. myself on YouTube for Ooh. free. All right, we need momentum. I know. God, sorry. Yeah, this, is, this is Monday momentum is it, what this it is. It really is. I feel bad. Um, yeah. Um, spe- this won't get the momentum going, but I've been fucking... <laughs> Actually, let's let's bring it up as one of these. God, real. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. So I've just started pretty much getting back into the meditation game. Nice. Good for sure. you. And... Um, you know, I, I was I was pretty regular at it, and then ever since we moved into this place and the whole thing happened mm-hmm. with the country, I've sort of been off of my game. But then I was just okay. Monday last week, I think it was a Monday. I was like, let me do this. First day back, I do the meditation. As soon as it's over, um, I see Jamal has texted me. And Jamal says, it's so funny. At the end of today's daily meditation, Sam says, see you next time on for the next daily. Mm-hmm. Which is the first time Sam's ever called it a daily. Yeah. It's just the daily meditation. <laughs> and I had just heard him say it. Yeah. Like Sam, like it was li- <laughs> like two seconds have elapsed between Sam Harris saying, see you tomorrow for the next daily. Uh-huh. And Jamal being like, so weird sam did this thing <laughs> that means me and jamal probably meditated at exactly <laughs> the same time that's true <laughs> yeah <God's real. laughs> i mean what are the odds that it's just the same fucking yeah that's the one day that i decided to return and jamal texts me about it he I never know. texts me about it i know yeah it's god and it's, it's weird it's one of those things that i was hesitant to send you. I was like, I don't know if it's funny enough to send you, but I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, I, I, it made me laugh. And it's not. It's not funny enough to send. Yeah. I actually was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I mean. But I'm not in the game. So. It's only interesting because I had meditated. If I hadn't, I would have just probably ignored the text. <laughs> it was just so crazy. Okay. God is real. So crazy. How'd your log line pitch go, Jamal? Um, it went uh, well. It went. It went good. I can. I. I. What I did was I decided I was gonna try and write them. Uh, every time I sat on the, on the, on the, on the crapper. So I'm gonna sit down on the toilet. That's my designated. You know, if nothing else, that's when I'm going to focus on writing these fucking log lines. Whatever fucking pops into my head. And it went. It went well. I ended up meeting my. Did you use any of ours? I definitely did not. What. You guys didn't bring any heat. Did you, you come up with ten? I mean, plagiarism, <laughs> huh? No, but you could have like plagiarized our plagiarism into making it original. Two plagiarisms equal a positive. Yeah, I didn't do that. But um, if you guys have ideas uh, this week, I definitely need more log lines. Oh my god! <laughs> no. Okay. Well, well didn't use any of ours. How, how did the? How did it go though? Like, give me an example of one you gave them. Uh, let's see. I said, uh, Dean is one of the characters. Dean finds out his dad is gay and his mom is getting a sex change, uh, to save the marriage. 
That's one of the ones I said. I didn't say Dean, no, obviously, but... No, you didn't. Yeah, it was like the fucking virgin youth pastor got his mom pregnant, and now his mom has to get no, a sex you change. didn't. You didn't say that. Well, okay, here's a new one. Virgin youth pastor okay. gets Dean's mom pregnant mid-sex change. They didn't know she's pregnant. So now she has a baby inside of her, but also a dick. And they don't know how they're going to get the baby. They're in this in the universe of the show. There's no cesarean sections or anything. They can't. They don't know how they're going to get the baby. And now, um, Dean's uh, one of the roommates. What's another roommate name? Uh, Nat. Nat. Nat is pre pre med, and he mm-hmm. now is trying to invent a new procedure which involves throwing a baby up. Through so your that, mouth? Through your mouth. So yeah, that's not that's doesn't work, but Well it's why it's new. It's a new technological advancement that Nat is coming sure, up with. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because mm-hmm. the baby's in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. Like it's <laughs> it's a surgical procedure, but they can't just cut the there's something about the universe of whatever the show is called. It's bad. Where you uh the fucking uterine lining of women yeah is like titanium steel okay except for a small area that sort of buds up against the stomach and so that's where they need to surgically cut but they can't do a c-section no because they can't bring the baby out through there okay the way they cut is they have to actually put a scope down the throat Mm. from the inside of the stomach and make the incision in the stomach. In this, through the mouth, in the stomach. And then the baby gets birthed through there. Are you writing all this down? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it. Okay. Holy smokes. For the log line, all you have to say is puke baby. Puke baby. And then <laughs> okay. Hold it. <laughs> just pause and see how they react. Okay. Oh, shit. My spin drift uh, has shipped. Okay. We'll be here Thursday. Morgan is addicted to spin drifts. Addicted. Mm. She is drinking probably a, a case, case a day. Which is eight. Mm-hmm. And we just can't, I just can't keep up with the Target runs it's every time I go to every Target. Every day I almost need to go. So Thank fuck you. that. <laughs> I was like, just order them online, have them ship them to us. Pick cases of 24, spend $110. <laughs> on Spindrift. Because you got to get a case, 24-pack case, and you have to get four of those to get free shipping. Yeah. So. But they are out of Cran Raz, like out of stock everywhere. Yeah, Cran Raz is their favorite. And so I'm H2 <laughs> over that. But we are trying cucumber, which we've never had. Should be interesting. We'll let you know how that goes. Um, <laughs> any new beverages, Jamal, on your end? Nope. <laughs> oh, rats. Well, speaking of Jamal's end, um, we have this. Uh, we want to play a little cool ditty. This will get it. This will get the podcast going. Okay. All right, Jamal, you want to introduce this ditty? So uh, Ian's been coming through his hard drive and finding all sorts of gems, and this is one of those. It's uh, um, Elliot, our nephew, uh, hitting us with uh, with some of that hot, hot heat. He's young in this, though. So. Yeah, he's, he's probably like eight. All right, here we go. This is uh, Big Mac by Elliot. Big Mac's 
fries, fries every day. Eat them. Cool. There well it is. Take me done, to McDonald's. Elliot. Take me to McDonald's. Banger. It's got that real fucking, I don't know if it's East Coast or West Coast, but one of those fucking vibes. You know what I'm talking about. It's got those Deep South vibes. That's what it is. Yeah. One of those vibes. <laughs> I was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's more in the middle than on a coast. What was the episode of Hannibal we watched? We watched episode we watched of Hannibal. We watched episode 12. Season one, episode twelve of Hannibal. The, the pen ultimate. Pen ultimate, of course. Um, this ep- I mean, things are getting a little hairy. They're get things are coming together. Things are getting sketch. The, this episode was like a accusation circle jerk, if I may say. <laughs> you got okay. Will. I can never. Does he remember fucking her accuse name. somebody? <laughs> He's accusing He's the a- chick. Saying like, "Oh, she's the murderer." Yeah. The chick is now find, found finds out that Hannibal is a serial killer, and then Hannibal is now accusing Will of being the serial killer because he realizes that Will's closing in on him. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. Do we think that the whole season will he'll Hannibal will be outed in the next episode? Find out. <laughs> I doubt it because there's two more seasons. So yeah. Mm. Tune in. Wouldn't it be nice, though, if it ends, this is my prediction, it ends with Hannibal fucking murdering Will, and there's a new fucking main character in the next That's season. That's what I, that was exactly what I was hoping. I was hoping that, remember how I had the idea that there was going to be like a new serial killer? Mm-hmm. Would be right. like a good idea if they would like focus on a serial killer every season? Right. Plus Hannibal? I was thinking like, okay, focus on a different fucking dude trying yeah. to catch Hannibal. Mm-hmm. every season so right. this season was will and get him out because he's fucking i mean he's too over the top with his acting dude he's 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 gotta be leaving like he's insane i've never seen someone fidget so much with their head yeah it's like <laughs> i mean he's constantly like doing those like what do you call those heavy blinks where it's like <laughs> like how do i explain this close your eyes and then try and open them without opening your eyes like raise your eyebrows, like stretch out your eyes like you're going wide-eyed, but with your lids down. <laughs> he like uh-huh. does that and then slowly like flicker lifts his lids. <laughs> like that's, he does a lot of the, that kind of blinking. Like he's super concentrating. Like he's struggling hard to get the words out and then constantly nodding his head and shaking his, shaking the <laughs> words out by bursting his head forth. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He is uh, quite the character. If you haven't seen Hannibal the series, no need to watch. Listen to the (laughs) updates here. But yeah, I guess next episode 97, we'll give you the the finale rundown. Nice. And then after that, we watched. I'm just going to go through all the shit we watched. Sure, let's do it. Uh, We watched, uh, just to get real sad, we haven't even finished it. The first three episodes of Immigration Nation Holy on Netflix. Fuck. Jesus, is this a depression? It fest? is mm. sad. Yeah, this is a this is a low vibe pod. I mean, <laughs> this show super well made. There's and it's and the way it's done is like there's no narrator. Which mm-hmm. contrasts to High Score, <laughs> which oh we gosh. watched before. That's the only bad part. The narrator's the, narrator. the worst part. He's too cutesy. Yeah. He's too like 
you're a child watching this. Yeah. And guess what? What happened next? Sonic the Hedgehog came. You know, that furry blue creature that you love so much? Oh, like, boy. that's the way he's narrating. So it's... Get him for fucking immigration. Right, and this is like an all-audiences sort of show. Like, it's like a TV-14, like there's some suggestive material here and there. It's not just four kids. Yeah. But he's narrating it like a bunch of nine-year-olds they are watching this show. I know, which is mm. weird because it's a nostalgia show. It's total, yeah. It, everyone watching it is... Is already not age. down with that. Yeah. He sounds like someone who's who is not familiar with video games. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, immigration nation. Immigration, immigration nation doesn't have a narrator at all. Yeah. There's no one telling you what to think. There's just footage mm. of people who are undocumented living in the U.S. and getting. So it's like sort of two part. You see like both sides. You see the people who are living in the United States who are here illegally, undocumented, and then you see ICE police officers, Mm -hmm. immigration customs enforcement police officers, as they go around town and and just their day-to-day job of... Of just just collecting. Catching these people and then processing them. Yeah. And it's just... It is a fucking shit show. Devastating. There's lots of... Uh, the laws in place already before Trump, but since Trump, one of the main things he did was like it doesn't matter if you're a criminal or not if you're undocumented. You are, yeah, you're a criminal you, you, by being undocumented. Right. Whereas before it was sort of like focus the resources on people who have committed crimes. Yeah. Who are undocumented, but now it's just like. Find oh, if we everybody. find out, yeah, if we find that you're undocumented. And it's like there's no like follow-through plan. It's like all, co- like, collect them, but there's no room for everybody. Yeah, and so they just basically are in jail. And a lot of people are in limbo. And the most fucked up thing, like, episode one is all about finding out who the targets are who are undocumented people and following the ICE agents as they go to their house, knock on the door and be like, hey, you're coming with us. Mm-hmm. And then episode two is all about people who have these appointments to come in and they have to, what, I can't remember what they call it, but I don't either. There are appointments where they come in and just speak with a fucking worker, yeah. an ICE agent worker who their job is to sit behind a desk, have the person sit down across from them and like answer a few questions. Uh-huh. And so in order for them to stay on top of, whatever there's like so many hoops they have to jump through to stay in the u.s and so they have to come and talk to these people and so basically they're com- they're complying they're just coming in waiting their turn to talk and then they talk and now ever since this new administration like people are just walking in sitting down and then the person behind the desk just at a desk is being like okay so it looks like you know you've been undocumented since 2005 so I just I have to arrest you right now. So yeah. empty your pockets and just like gets up from behind it's, the desk it's and just like insane. and the guy's like, oh, can I say goodbye to my family who's waiting in the room? No. He's like, nope, you can't. Nope, you'll never. I'll, see them again. I'll let him know, but yeah. you're you're done. <laughs> and so they're just like like ninety percent of the people they're just arresting on the spot who yeah. are coming in. Like, right. It's like there's no incentive to come in if that's what they're gonna do. Mm. Yeah. You're like force yeah. all these people to be on the run. Yeah, and then episode three really 
profiles that they're not only it gets worse and worse. Not only are there just undocumented people living in the United States who are are not committing crimes, and it also goes over how like some of these crimes are just like a broken taillight. Yeah, jaywalking. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a criminal offense. So when people say like, oh, these are criminals living, like that's how they advertise it. Mm-hmm. But mm. you assume it's fucking murder. Right. Like murder, yeah. Yeah. But it's, no, it's most like of the time it's tickets. not. It's just, oh, you got caught yeah. doing a misdemeanor offense. So that's sad because these are not bad people. Right. <laughs> you know, and mm. episode three, it gets worse because there are veterans yeah, who dude. have fought for the United States. I literally don't understand how they're even, like, I would think that that would make you a citizen. Yeah, well, it's almost yeah. like it's a... Well, like in Caesar's case, it's a fucking contingent upon a clean record. So he served, he was a Marine, Mm -hmm. and then he was living in the United States, and then he got caught with marijuana, Mm -hmm. and then he was deported because of it. And then he, you know, border hopped, came back. My family is here, so So, I'm coming back. Yeah, he has a a wife. (laughs) And so he just comes back, and so he's living in the United States illegally, mm-hmm. and he's just like, dude, like, what do I got to do to yeah. be a sit? Like, like what's I going on? Like, I served this country. Like, if, if of anybody who should be allowed to stay here. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so, so crazy. Yeah. It's bananas. And there's a ton of them. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. It's not, like, just him. I mean, they're, like... They've literally deported like a shitload of veterans, which is so insane. Yeah. I'm curious to see how episode four tops this, but it's definitely like, yeah. I mean, it's fucked, man. I There's... mean, the whole, the the separation of the families. Oh, yeah. They go through all of that when like, Trump did the whole separating the so kids from the parents. Incredibly fucked. Like those kids. Can you, I mean, can you Traumatized. imagine? Yeah. They are fucking yeah. traumatized for life. Can you imagine? They basically yeah. went to prison. We're told they'll never see their parents again. They're like three, you know, varying in age. But like, mm-hmm. it's just a crazy thing to do to, to these yep. kids. Yep. And all these parents are like, if I would have known that, like, if I would have known they were going to do this, like all I want to do is be with my, I'm trying to, to do the right thing for my kid. That's the whole point. Right. And, and now the, and their counter argument is like, Oh, if you get caught drunk driving oh with the kid God. in the back seat, we take the kid, you've committed the crime and now you are no longer allowed to have that child with you. And yeah. it's like, yeah, they're you, equating you that endangered them. They're equating that to, <laughs> Since you're crossing the border with your child, you're breaking the law, and we're taking your child from you. It's like the, they're saying that's one to one, but it's like this is not one to one because they yeah. are trying to provide the best life for their child. They're not endangering their child. Yeah, by, they are. They are breaking the law. Yes, child. but it's not endangerment <laughs> of a child. What they're doing, right? Like they what they asked that one, what the ice. Head ice chick, the one who the White House ice head of ice, whatever. Oh yeah, the chick, the lady. Yep, I forget what her title is. She's like a national uh, security, homeland security, homeland security ice specialist, Department of Ice. (laughs) So she fucking 
you know, was getting asked questions by the press. They're like, are you doing this? Taking kids away to deter? Like, are you doing this hoping the message gets back to the other countries to be like, don't like, this will be a deterrent. If people hear that, if you try to cross and get caught, we're going to take your kids away, then you're not going to cross. And she was like, that's disgusting. I would never do that. I would never use this. Yeah, I refuse to answer that stupid question. Meanwhile, they interviewed the ICE agents themselves, and they're saying like, oh, yeah. like Yeah, that's the point. They're like, but not even like in a way that like, yeah, it's fucked. No, they're saying that like, yeah, if they fucking, hopefully they hear about it. They fucking deserve it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, God damn. And not all the ICE agents are bad, by the way. It's not like they're just a bunch of dicks. No, it's some Some of of them them are. are a lot of them are but like some of them are actually just like you know because they were there before the trump administration yeah and some and and they're constantly getting new directives like daily getting change change of the way they do they operate so it's a hard job but to just a lot of them have the mindset of like you know i'm a soldier i'm just doing what i'm told right and the way they siphon off it's like that one lady explained it the way they siphon off the jobs like you have the agents who just bring them in. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. Then you have the administrative mm-hmm. person who just sees the fucking check boxes. If they ch- check the right check boxes, then send them to the next fucking unit. Right. So they're all, all siphoned. So they don't see the whole picture of just how destructive right. they're, they are to this human being. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh no, like it's all paperwork, bureaucratic. That's yeah. the way that the overall system sort of is able to do this fuckery and have these people do it for them without yeah. realizing just that they're a cog in a very gross w- fucking wheel. Yeah. It's it's very sad. Yeah. Anyways, if you want to be in depressed but fucking informed, informed <laughs> watch Immigration Nation. It's crazy. I also beat Bioshock Infinite. Hey-o. Oh, congrats. Hey. Stuff. Yeah, that was good. A little confusing ending. It's like a sort of a crazy ending sort of thing. What? Why? I remember I I never finished the game. I got stuck on a a level and I just I was like I don't give a fuck anymore. And the stuck level was level. Uh, you're on a fucking what is it? It's like a blimp or something. Uh huh. A lead a lead zeppelin. A lead zeppelin, if you if if you may. And it's a, it's like stormy out. I don't remember everything that's happening. Does that sound familiar to you? Um, I mean, the very final big battle sequence, you're sort of flying in the sky and lots of other airships and zeppelins are coming at you and trying to blow up your shit and you got to stop them all. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe I was that close to the end. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, the end, I mean, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> how to explain it. It's just... You're, you have a companion for pretty much the whole game named Elizabeth, and she fucking is with mm-hmm. you. Turns out at the end, she's your fucking daughter, which he, you didn't know about because he, he's having mental issues, the character you play as. It's like this thing of him regretting giving her up as a baby. Like I said, it's fucking, <laughs> and there's no way I'm going to be able to explain it. Well, cool. <laughs> what are you moving on to next? Uh, well, Thanks for asking. I'm now playing Antichamber yeah. on the laptop, which is an older game, but it's a puzzle game where you're inside of a building. It's not. It's sort of portal-esque in the way the building is laid out. And you basically are just walking around 
and figuring out based on like the rules of what's around you mm-hmm. how to proceed right through thinking abstractly on how this works so it's like you'll see um there's like a window and if you just like walk by the window nothing changes however if but you could see something different through the window however if you walk all the way up to it so it's your full field of view Mm -hmm. and then you walk away from it now your outside surroundings are what you saw through the window so depending on your perspective things change yeah just puzzles right up my alley Sounds dope as fuck. It's super fucking hard. I'm stuck currently, Uh-oh. but I've only been playing for okay. yesterday. So yeah. You get it. You'll get it. One of those games that makes you feel smart mm. the more you progress through it, you know? Brain food. Brain food. So, yeah, I've gone over pretty much everything I've watched. However, Morgan has been on top of some series yes. as well. I finished oh. The Keepers. The Keepers. Which, you know, it was okay. It's about this nun who gets murdered a very long time ago. And then, you know, like 40 years later, like there was fucking, um, oh my God, what is the word? Nuns, rape, child molestation. Yeah, priests. like going on at the at the school and she knew about it and was trying to stop it. and And so there's all this suspicion that this... This uh, this priest, the head of the school, was um, silenced her. Yeah. Anyway, Damn. there's no real resolution at the end. You just kind of like get a bunch of information, and then it's like like all backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's okay. And now I'm watching Lennox Hill, which is a documentary about a hospital in New York. Follows you know like five doctors or something like that. So it's about, like, it's about the hospital and the patients, but, like, it's also about their lives. It's actually quite hard to watch <laughs> because there it's just, like, a lot of, one of the departments that they mainly focus on is uh, neurosurgery. And so it's just, like, patient after patient after patient with these brain tumors that they have to get out. And, like, brain tumors are not, it's, like, not the cancer you want to have because you're... <laughs> It's going to come back. Like the recurrence rate is like mm. certain, mm-hmm. almost. Um. Mm. Anyway, so it's very sad because <laughs> like these people are gonna die. Um. And they're young, a lot of them, and you meet their families. And anyway, but it's a good documentary. One of the doctors ends up getting uh neck cancer. Uh, one of the surgeons, which is kind of crazy. So. Sounds like a great show. Yeah, one of them's pregnant, you know, the whole thing. Speaking of hospitals, I have a story. Oh, story time. Yeah. I noticed the these two black lines on my uh, middle finger on my right hand in March, back in March when we started working from home, I remember specifically. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. hell is that? And I figured they would grow out. And they didn't grow out. And so... um. Yeah, like in July, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I googled it, and it was like, "Oh, you, mo- it could, it could be fine, or it could be uh, this type of melanoma that's very cancer is always an option when you would Google." Yeah, it, that's very bad. And uh, Bob Marley died from mm. from it, <laughs> so there's that. And so I was like, "What the fuck?" So I 
did a virtual dermatology visit, sent him pictures and answered questions. And they recommended a uh, biopsy to rule out cancer. And took me six yeah. weeks to get an appointment. And then I had a biopsy, which was fucking crazy. So basically what they have to do is they cut, because they have to get back in the nail bed. So like they have to go back to like the first knuckle. They cut the skin, pull it back, and then pull your nail up from the back mm -hmm. and then take a sample there. So I have stitches all in my finger. It's really, it's really quite gnarly. Yeah. So I was like just watching TV, lots of, lots of garbage TV last week, if you remember. And then on Friday, they got the results, and it was benign. So it's good. Ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah! God is real. Yeah. God is real. Of course, they say, like, it's benign from what they can tell. <laughs> like, it's, like, very... Right, they're never going to say 100%, but of the sample they took... Sure. It was fine. 100% non-malignant cells. Yeah. They're so just, just like we, an, we could take more. So keep an eye on it. Yeah. So is they the, any sort of closure on what it, it is? He said it was kind of like a sunspot. I don't. I don't really know what that means. I would think that would be cancer, but <laughs> right. Um, benign people get benign like a, like a freckle. And where was it exactly? Was it on your nail? It was at the nail. Under the nail. Like where it starts, and then because of where it was like the nail grows out with the black lines does that make sense so it's like oh, in see. my skin it sort of stains it as it grows out exactly or yeah huh anyway so that's that's my that's what i've been doing <laughs> yeah it's getting boring and watching tv getting biopsies yeah. and uh <laughs> chilling watching tv waiting for results but um it all worked out so that's good news that's awesome Great news. So great. I'm going to blow my yeah. wad. wad. Word of the day. Raconteur. Spell it, please. Raconteur. Yeah. R-A-C-O-N-T-E-U-R. Raconteur. I, I have no I've idea. definitely heard this word before, but I don't think I could define it. Use this sentence? No. Well, I don't have one on deck. Okay. Um... I am a real raconteur. <laughs> it's uh, we don't have to go through this. It's just a word of the day, just interesting tidbit. It's not like what is it? If you guys have great guesses, I'm more than happy to field sure, those. Yeah. But if, if be, nothing comes to the doesn't tongue, have to be I'm miserable. Yeah, I'm more than happy to just. I've definitely give heard the, the word. Though, I don't... It's a person who tells anecdotes in an amusing or skillful way. Oh. You are a raconteur. You are a raconteur, buddy. Oh, thanks, guys. I wasn't fishing for that at all. Okay. At all. Um, have you been watching anything, Jamal? I have. I have. I watched. Uh, I also watched a Karate Kid two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> past uh, weeks, I'd watched the first Karate Kid with the family, and then we all watched the second one. Is that the one with the the bang the drum arm arm spin? Yes, yes, okay. it is. Um, it's the one with the Miyagi nose honk as well. <laughs> um, it is. It's a. It's a strange movie. It is oddly violent. I don't know. It's for even for what it is. But anyways, by comparison, 
Uh-huh. Karate Kid 1 to Karate Kid 2. Uh-huh. Which one? Like, how much better or worse is it compared to Karate Kid 1? It is definitely not as good as Karate Kid 1, for sure. I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, to me, it sounds like, because I haven't seen it in such a long time, but it almost sounds mm-hmm. like the drop-off. Is it as bad as the drop-off from Home Alone 1 to Home Alone 2? <laughs> I don't remember the contrast between those two. Oh, I haven't seen, those, I haven't seen Home Alone 2 since I was a kid. Home Alone 1 is a classic. Home Alone 2 is straight yeah. trash. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like... I mean, you were watching it with the family and the kids are loving it, so like that, it's hard to tell. It's hard to sift through that sometimes when you're like, I mean, and that's the reason you're watching the movie, you know? Right. It's definitely not as good. Um, the drama that happens is so over the top in it even though it's way over the top in the first one i don't know it just they just amp it up in the second one so the stakes in karate kid 2 just get amped way the fuck up from the first one the first one as you recall is very much like you know there's some bullies in town and he fucking is trying to impress this girl and then there's he's a pipsqueak and so it's got to make the fucking Make his mark at the fucking karate tournament. And in the second one, yeah. In the second one, he goes to Japan because Mr. I mean, there is some drama in the first one, you know. I mean, there's definitely. There aren't as high of stakes, but there's, you know, there's some dark moments like when you find out about Mr. Miyagi's uh, wife and his child and stuff like that, which I think adds to the film in a very real kind of way and adds to Mr. Miyagi's character. But in the second one, they amp the stakes up so high that it's like you they go to Japan because Mr. Miyagi's dad is dying. And then it turns out he has a sworn enemy there that used to be his best friend. And he just wants to fight Mr. Miyagi and Mr. Miyagi won't fight him and all this shit. And then it turns it gets to the point where the guy gets so fed up, he's going to like destroy the entire village if Mr. Miyagi doesn't fight him. He's like, uh, he owns some big part of the island and shit. And then. Yeah. Well, so far, the craziest uh, thing about this whole thing is uh, that Mr. Miyagi's dad is still alive. Yeah. (laughs) He's very, very, he's very, very old. Anyways, it it gets, and it gets crazier and crazier. It's fucking, that guy's student almost fucking, he like tries to kill Daniel's girlfriend, puts like a knife to her neck and shit. What? Kicks her, punches her in the face. It's. It's it's a lot. But that led me to watching a bunch of uh uh kung fu movies this week. Oh, okay. Was, First like, westerns big big on the westerns the previous week. <laughs> now we're big That's into right. the kung fu. So after that I watched uh I rewatched the movie Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Okay. Which is such a dope movie. I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But it's yeah, a, it's dope. The choreography is fucking insane. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, I remember thinking that it was like, because it came out around the same time as another movie that was heavy in action. I think it came out around like, like Matrix Reloaded, maybe Hero. Oh, okay. But um, I want to rewatch Hero. Hero's good. Hero, I remember being really good. But the only mm-hmm. thing that took me out of it only because it was so kind of new at the time maybe i'll get more out uh-huh. of it this time which i definitely enjoyed it when i first watched it i mean i bought the movie it was one of the first dvds i ever bought 
was that and Dumb and oh. Dumber. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> quite the bear. I played them on my PlayStation 2 back in the day. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's when they're flying, jump flying. Right. To me it just it definitely looks like they're being pulled by pulled wires. By wires. Yeah. Like there's no naturalness to it. Mm-hmm. It's like this obviously right. like I remember the impressive thing of the time was oh they paint the wires out. Like you can't see the wires because they paint them out in post. And it's like, yeah, but it looks like they're wearing wires, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. No, even in that, because it definitely, it definitely feels that way. But I can, I can sort of suspend it, you know, just because the choreography is so insane, what they're doing. Oh, um, for sure. You almost don't give, you don't give a shit. You just sort of like, okay, that's the way the physics of the world is. <laughs> well, I mean, I gave a shit, but. Especially like the the scene where they're in the tops of the trees, and you yeah. can just tell there's they're not touching the tree. Like they're like they're not putting any sort of gravity down onto the branches of these trees. <laughs> they're just sort of like flowing between them. You know, that's how it felt. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. There's I mean, there's moments where they're walking on water and shit. You know, like mm-hmm. they're like these fucking. I don't even know. I was going to use the word Zen, but I don't misuse the word fucking Zen. They're just, you know they're just Chinese. Fucking, they're just... <laughs> just regular old Chinese. No. They're fucking masters of their craft, and their craft is being fucking light as a feather and strong as fuck at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then after that, I watched uh, Yip Man, which... Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Yip Man. Spelled uh, I-P space yeah, man. Yeah, I've seen the first one. Yeah? What did you think of the first one? I thought the first one was okay from what I remember. Is that the one where his like brother or somebody he knows has to work in like a coal field? Right? Yeah. 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 And yeah it's like one of his his old his old friends like students. Yeah. So I just remember there being lots of people working in, in like a coal field dying. And then he fucks yeah. people up. He's like yeah. a master of kung fu or some shit. Yeah, and he's a based. It's based on a Bruce Lee's master. Oh, is was Yip Man? He's he the guy who ended up training Bruce Lee. Right, and now there's Legend four of, of them. Man. And for, yeah. the fourth one is supposed to be the final one, right? Right. Okay. Um. So I, I I enjoyed. Uh, I was in the mood for some 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 kung fu and Yip Man definitely definitely. Are you saying some Yip Man with a Y? Yip Yip Man. Yeah. That's how it's pronounced. Yip. Yeah. Yip Man. Yeah. Okay. He was also known as Yip Man. Like people like the way people spell it out is Y I P, but it's spelled I P Man. Okay. I guess I don't I don't fucking know how that works because it's you're translating to English anyways. So I don't know. So then I watched uh, Yip Man 2 after that. Uh, not as good as the first, um, but it's still uh, still decent. Still a, you know, a fun fun watch, the, the, the triumph of Yip Man and watching the, the choreography and all that sh- fucking shit, you know? Yeah. You know Does the second about. one have a number in it, or is it like Yip Man something something? I'm trying to look for it on Rotten it's called, it's called Yip. It's called Yip Man 2. Oh, it's not on Rotten You can't search it. Except I'm on Flickster app. It's the worst searching oh, in the existence. Worst. Yeah. 
You cannot find a movie. Yeah, what happened to them? I feel like the Flickster app used to be like decent, and then something happened where like they took away like you couldn't even like like see full filmographies of people anymore. You can only see like it's the most garbage. recent like it is five so movies bad. or something. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how an app can be so bad. But it's it's <laughs> yeah. Rotten Tomatoes' app. You know <laughs> they don't have an app. Yeah. But it man eighty five percent Rotten Tomatoes. It man two I can't find. Yeah. Because Man three seventy six. Yeah, it man three seventy six. Certified. It man two is it's definitely on there. If I, I type in Ip Man two, it doesn't find it. I know it's on there, but you for some reason that search doesn't work. Oh yeah. That's weird. It's not weird. It is par for the course. Well it, it is, is weird for me because I've recently looked it up and it was there. Yep, I don't know, man. <laughs> Anyways. So then I watched Ip Man three. Yip Man 3, who uh, has uh, Mike Tyson in it, dope. Yeah. Uh, which was which was weird, um, but they like have dope. a fight, and he's not even like a main, he, he serves the purpose of, he doesn't play himself, he plays some fucking villain, but like he's hardly the villain at all, like you don't really see him much, you just see him bits and pieces, he sort of runs like a fucking backroom fighting fucking thing and then him and yip man have a fight and that's like the end of it they both like decide that they're both like pretty good at fighting (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's it so it's not as good yip man 3 is not as good but it's still somewhat enjoyable and then uh i watched clue oh what happened in man 4 all right i saw yip man 4 and okay uh, so you watched all four yip mans no, get back I to did. Clue. The order is the order of Yip Man's. <laughs> not the order right, in which right. the song So I watched Yip Man 4. And something that... I mean, so in Yip Man 3... You don't even know. You just watched them. Fuck, it might have been 2. I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, they are sort of blurred together. I watched them all very back to back to back. But but it's either 2 or 3, but they introduce um, um, American people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I think it is 2. And... It got me thinking about like the way in in Yip Man Two. There's like an American boxer who's like the villain. He's a fucking asshole. Or no, he's not American. He's a he's British. But the way that they're portrayed is, I mean, he's definitely an asshole and shit, and that's all fine and dandy. But it's the acting itself, which is so like cartoonish is the wrong word. Like it's like unreal. Like right. nobody talks this way. Yeah, you sent us some Snapchat um, clips, and I thought it was it, man, just because there was that one you sent us with the it man in it, the guy, right? And I was like, I don't yeah. know if he's in another movie or if this is actually it, man. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why. You, yeah, I, I, I just was so confused as to why you were watching the movie that had the scenes that you were sending us in it because they were so bad. Right, right. So that was in uh, Yip Man Four. Oh it wasn't as bad. God. It was definitely noticeable, but I was like, sort of like, yeah, you know, it's fine, whatever. But in Yip Man Four, it's like bad. It's like th- it takes place in America, in San Francisco, I think. And at this point, he goes to America to search for like a school for his son or something. And his and Bruce Lee is there. And at this point in the storyline of Yip Man, he is already trained Bruce Lee and shit. And basically, fucking. There's this marine guy who, it's so, it's unbelievable, the dialogue. It just doesn't make sense that, like, I mean, I guess you're just an actor and you're just doing what the director telling you what to do or whatever, but the way they're acting is 
it's not just bad. Like, it seems like they're doing exactly what the director's telling them to do. Well, I mean, it's the director's final decisions. Well, I know, but it it doesn't... What I'm saying is is it doesn't sound like the director was like, well, that's as good as we're going to get it. It seems like the director was like, this is exactly my vision. Right. Which it might be. Because it might be like sometimes those old sort of kung fu-y or... Like it's like the acting and stuff, especially in like a Steven Seagal movie or shit like that. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like that's what the audience wants to see. They want to see dumb acting, <laughs> bad dialogue <laughs> that's really dumbed down and then get right to the action, you know? Yeah. Which is so I I don't understand why anybody would want that. It is. Yeah. It is just hurts my heart <laughs> painful yeah. but yeah i mean just those scenes you sent us i was like I, I don't it wasn't even it's to the point where it's like not even funny yeah it's just like okay it was a terrible they, movie they, they edited this into it i mean yeah. <laughs> of course made me like never want to watch the movie even though it has a 90 percent on no. i know yeah. that's why i was like what the fuck what yeah. But I mean, 100%. I guess, was the action dope as fuck in it? No, I mean, the action is as good as it gets in Yip Man 1. Really? That's where, like, the shit is, like, super dope. I mean, because, like, he's, like, fighting multiple people, but he's actually, like, breaking legs and shit. And everyone he meets after that, he's not, I guess, maybe he's just not as willing to do that part of it. Although, I mean, the stakes are definitely raised in a lot of moments throughout the fucking, I think, the the third one or something but anyways it's just yeah he's destroying people's limbs in the first one and then people are just sort of falling down and then you just see like after he's fought like 20 people there's just a crowd of people laying down like uh, like fucking it's just different you know everyone is all of a sudden a lot stronger (laughs) than than they were in the first yip man movie where it's like that his ability is weaker or something. So I don't know. It's, it's that part is that element of it is weird. Hmm. I mean, it says um, that it man four is the best action in the consensus. We're on tomatoes, but you disagree, huh? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I just genuinely like Yip man one better. Like, I like the story of it. I remember liking it more. Man 1. Yeah. Yeah. I do actually recommend the first one. Yeah. But then and I watched Clue. I've seen Clue a bunch of times. Which ending did you see? Well, I saw all of them. Oh, oh shit. shit. That makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the best mm-hmm. movie when all of the previous plot makes no difference because you can have anything happen yep. for the end? Right. right. That just makes it the best. Christopher Lloyd's best movie. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think? Yeah, I didn't think it was all that great, but I thought that, I mean, there are some funny moments. We watched it with the whole family. We were having some, there were some chuckles here and there. All right. But yeah, overall, I don't think it was that good. I mean, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I liked it. I mean, I saw it on VHS. Yeah. Where the VHS, I think they just played one after the other, the endings. Mm-hmm. I can't remember yeah. how, yeah, how you selected it or whatever. Oh, I, there was no selection process. But. It just plays all three. Yeah. 
Okay. So you watch the movie basically with whatever one they determined is going to be the first one you see. Yeah. Interesting. And then it's just like bonus features if you let the tape run and yeah. see the other one. Fucking weird. I, I wonder how it happened in theater. Was it like depending on the day you go? Well, I heard that they, yeah, depending on which day you go, there was a showed you a different ending. Oh. Mm. Gimmick. Yeah, no, the way it's shown, if you watch it on fucking wherever I watched it, Amazon or whatever, is uh, it says here's, or it just plays the first ending and then it goes, that's what could have happened. But what about this? And then it shows you another one. And then it goes. <laughs> and that could have happened but this is what really happened and then shows you the last one. Oh, so it's actually like part yeah. of the movie yeah cool <laughs> word up well let's uh yeah. let's see what megan's wondering how about that okay okay hey reed fellas so years ago when i was a child my mother would call us children after school to make sure that we were like home and alive and doing our homework and shit right this is in the day and age of the caller ID little deal was next to the landline, right? So phone would ring, I would look, and I'm like, oh, it's mom calling from work. Boom, hey, what's up? Call, yep, 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 do your chores, yep, unload the dishwasher. Okay, cool, click. Look at my brother a minute later and be like, mom said you have to unload the dishwasher. And he's like, what the heck? Like, I'm always the one unloading the dishwasher. This is bogus. And I was like, dude, I don't know. You want me to call her back and like bug her at work just to double check that this is what you have to do? And he's like, no, it's fine. And so this goes on for like a while <laughs> and my mom would call. I would be the first one to answer it always. Whatever she'd tell me, I would shove that shit onto my siblings without them knowing. And this went on for like months, maybe pushing a year. Then one evening at dinner, we're all around the dinner table and my mother says, hey, Megan, thanks for unloading the dishwasher day. And I instantly look at my brother and I have a panic face. <laughs> he looks at me. I look at my mom. I look at him. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? Caught red-handed. And my brother goes, what? I unloaded the dishwasher. And then my mom goes, what? And then looks at me. And then I burst out laughing. And then my brother says, I've always unloaded the dishwasher. What are you talking about? And all I could do is just sit and cry. I almost laughed. Like, I laughed so hard I'm crying. And my mom is like, what in the world? Every day I talk to Megan, I tell her to do X, Y, Z. And I just burst out laughing again. I had to admit, every day I'm not doing shit. I'm pushing this on to my sister my brother. <laughs> and I got caught. But it was glorious. And I love it. And my brother still remembers this to the day. <laughs> it was just amazing. So, yeah, I probably got grounded. I don't remember. I was like eight or something young. But, uh, yeah, what's a good childhood prank you did to your siblings or something similar? She prefaced this by saying it was a long one. Yeah. Sibling. She's titled it Sibling Love. Sibling Love. I mean, I have, I have uh, the, me and Jamal, when Jamal was a little kid, was, there, there's a lot of tension there. Sure. For some, I don't know. Mm. It was just a sibling little rivalry. You wanna and dissect that at all? Was that? You want to dissect that at all? Um, I mean, it's kind of. I don't really remember, like origins of like we just got on each other's nerves. I mean, you're a child, and I yeah. am very yeah. young. I'm like probably, I don't know, twelve or thirteen, uh-huh. and you're probably five or six. You know. Something like that. Yeah. I, I'm not doing the math, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, lots of 
you being a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. me just being annoyed. And then you doing things like cutting up my clothes with scissors oh, and cutting shit. up my blanket. <laughs> and then me being like, hey, man, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> I I don't even remember doing that at all. I have no memory of that. I mean, if you want to call that a prank, <laughs> good one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gotcha, bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, I remember this one time we were really at each other's throat, like, and, my, and mom was sick of it, and she was she was just like, stay away from each other, don't even go near each other, and then um, it was at the end of the day, and we I was gonna go pack my lunch mm-hmm. for the next day, and I walked into the kitchen, and you just happened to be in the kitchen, and then as soon as I walked mm-hmm. into the kitchen, you just freaked out. You're like, stop following me! Oh my god! Yeah, like, and then mom yelled at me for being. <laughs> By you, she's like, yeah. I told you to stay away from mom and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I'm making my fucking lunch, and it's just, it's just a lot of dumb shit like that of us yeah. just hating each other. Yeah, this isn't like laugh, laughy stories, pranks. This is just like it took a long time before. Yeah, it was almost like then I sort of moved out of the house into the trailer, and then you grew up, and then we we yeah. reconnected after you came of age, <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a whole lot of, <laughs> I mean, I'm the older brother in this scenario, so I definitely should have took it, taken the higher ground. But I mean, I was just like, man, you, you are no fun. No, I'm sure I pushed <laughs> it to the fucking limits. That's so bizarre. The, I, I didn't realize that there was that much animosity. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I fucking hate, I hated Jordan. Whoa. Hated this is. I what? do remember, I don't even remember all of the stuff. Like, I don't remember all what happened, but I do have, I do like remember that feeling of fucking hating Jordan. That's you just have so a, vis- weird. a visceral emotional re- remembrance. <laughs> yeah. Sort of an after image of yeah. the trauma of <laughs> harboring those feelings for so many years. No, yeah. I mean, but it all was connected to still, uh, just wanting you to like me. Oh yeah, so, I mean, you did a great job of, but just going about it in the worst <laughs> ways possible. I think, why'd you fucking like me? So, <laughs> but like James would always Love take me. the James would always take like the the protector role. I felt like he'd be like, you yeah, know, take yeah, your side no, in a sure. lot of it. But that yeah. was only also because I mean I was a shit to James too. Like James probably thought that I was probably in the wrong most of the time. Too, which I probably was, uh, just as far as me not having patience, the fuse that I should have had being the older brother. Um, right, right. Because a lot of it was me trying to play with you, like play games uh-huh. and stuff, and then you either freaking out because it, it, the games got too hard, like imaginative games, like, oh, I'm going to be fucking you know, the boss, like we'll play like Zelda or whatever. Like I'm going to be Gandalf, you'll be Link. I'm going to be on this half of the living room. You'll be on that half and you have like a a ball and you got to hit me and I'm going to fucking, because he's a little kid. Jamal's a tiny little kid. (laughs) So I'll, there'll be levels to this. Uh I'll start off being very easy. And then as a, if you beat me, then I'll 
I'll ramp up the difficulty, you know? Sure. I'll dodge it a little better. I'll fucking aim better when I throw it back at you. And play games like that. But when it would get to, like, level four, when I'm okay, like, now... Now I, I'm trying to instill like yeah. <laughs> shit. Like it's okay to lose. Just uh-huh. keep at it. But you're too young, I guess, mm-hmm. to fucking understand this yeah. lesson I'm trying to instill. Of just, <laughs> it's okay if you lose. Just keep like it's it gets harder. Uh-huh. And it's just it, fun. Yeah. So what happened? Jamal just Jamal like just, freaked out. He, Jamal would just be like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> ah. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Oh well, that's yeah. weird. No, I was—I definitely was such a little fucking bitch. And I remember this one time; it was like a turning point for me. I remember um, us all on the trampoline—you, me, James, Jordan, and Miguel. I think I'm pretty sure Miguel was there, and uh, we're all jumping, having a good time, whatever. And I remember falling and like smacking my head on uh, like. The the blue, as we called it, the fucking yeah, the, the mats the around that covered the springs. Yeah, and and I just I was lying there and I was just reactionary force of habit, just gonna freak out to it. But we were all having such a good time, and I remember hearing like before I exploded, <laughs> you know, I remember hearing you and James sort of murmur to each other like, "Oh, like fun's over, basically, like like that's all it took for like." Jamal's gonna freak out now. Like, great. It's fucking over. And I remember just laying there and like just taking a second and like just swallowing it. And just like <laughs> being like, I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> like it's fine. Like But it was such I, I feel like it felt like I had almost never done that before. <laughs> I don't even remember how old I was, but I was pretty young. Yeah. But it I think if you guys if I hadn't heard you guys say that, I probably would have just been Bleh. You'd be like that today. Yeah. Yeah, I'd still be the same same kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like pranks. Didn't what about um Suki? Didn't you do pranks on Suki? I never really did that much. I mean I I would do little things like put like a we had this like cylindrical red pillow that grandma sewed. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was kind of springy. Do you remember that, Jamal? It probably still exists. Oh, yeah. And I would put that, like, soft shit like that up <laughs> yeah. above. Like, you know, you crack the door, and then you put it above the door. So yeah. when the person... But I would do that to everybody, not just to Suki, because oh, okay. that doesn't just yeah. work on blind people. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, I guess maybe I'd take it further and, like, not only put something above the door, but I'd put something on the floor in front of the door. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> But mm-hmm. no, other people did some fucked up shit to Suki that we don't have to get into on the podcast. <laughs> but, <Right>. um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the stuff was between like me and James, I guess. I mean, almost every night, you know, we'd brush our teeth yeah. and then we'd go to bed and we'd have to walk down from the bathroom down this half stairs, right? Like three steps <laughs> and then four through, is four, okay, through the living room into our bedroom. And there was a, um, a TV set up there that was sort of in the middle of the living room that sort of divided it that you could hide behind. Okay. And so it was night and then empty. And I would, a lot of times, sometimes wait probably up to like 30, 45 minutes, not realizing that James also like taking a shit. Uh-huh. Because my plan is to fucking jump out from behind this TV oh, and it. just scare him. And so I remember one time I was sitting there waiting like forever 
Mm-hmm. And then I remember dad just standing at the, he can't see me, but he knows I'm there because <laughs> I'm probably like <laughs> rustling around or something. And I just remember him coming yeah. to the top of the stairs. He's like, yeah, so he took some reading material in there, so he's probably not going to be out for a while, Jordan. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you did that every uh, night? Not every night, but a lot. Like, if I had the, the if I remember to the do it, I would do it, you know? like leg up. If I'm already ready to go to bed and then James isn't it, because we shared a room, so, mm-hmm. like, if he's not in there yet, I'm going to go wait for a mid-living room and jump out. Cool prank. So we'd always try to jump scare each other. That was a big one. But yeah, what were you going to say, Jamal? Oh, I, I remember one time. I may, I might have told this on the pod in the past. I don't know. But one time you and James were out in uh, the front yard playing some game or something. And I was hanging out around you guys. And I was, was sort of like whoever was winning. That's who I was like cheering on. <laughs> you know, I was like on your team. And then uh, I was jumping ship a lot. And uh, but it got to the point where like you got one of you guys. I was sort of like more buddy buddy with James for I mean, for reasons we've already stated. And you had already done something that pissed me off. And then uh, you guys asked if I would uh, go get you water. And. When I got you guys water, I spit in your water, and I never told you oh, until. Oh shit! I'm, I mean, I think I've told you this since, but I've I never did heard spit of this. in your water. Oh my god! I never told you this. You <laughs> motherfucker! That's fucked up, dude. Sitting on a spit. That's on fucked. It. It's a little twisted. That is, that's unacceptable. All right. Well, yeah. that's the podcast, guys. That I, I mean, that this is the last episode, everybody. Um. Yeah. I can't. I mean, it's it's the core of the podcast is stay hydrated, and you're spitting in my water now, so. Yeah, sorry. I broke your trust. I remember one prank. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I remember one prank um, okay. was some of our older siblings were trying to get um, me and James to drink a whole cup full of tomato juice with cayenne mm-hmm. pepper in it. I don't know why they decided to do this because I was always a little shit. So I don't know why I was the one not being pranked on this particular day. But they gave me a whole thing of apple juice and like a more of an opaque cup. So it was hard to tell that I had something different. Okay. And they t- told me and James that we both had fucking tomato juice with cayenne pepper in it. And they're like, you got to drink it. Like mm-hmm. you have to like... They didn't tell us there was water and not real us none the wiser we're, we're drinking spit they didn't fucked up shit like that no they were saying like <laughs> it was like a dare you know so yeah. <laughs> i fucking drink my whole thing and now it's peer pressure on james james like i don't want to do it like it's yeah. gross <laughs> and like jordan if jordan could do it you can't like you know so it's just that egging him on and then making him drink it which he finally did and then we laughed in his face <laughs> That was funny. I remember one time <laughs> James uh, had uh, Nilla wafers. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to get everybody in the house to eat these Nilla wafers that had mustard in the middle. Uh-huh. In between, sandwiched between two of them. And going back and forth, trying to get us all to do it. And I feel like none of us were falling for it. 
and then he was trying to get Miguel to do it. And then Miguel sort of like caught on or something and was like whining about it. And <laughs> mom was like, sat us all down, basically, is how I remember it. Sat us down and was like, you need to like, James, like stop. Like you've already like shown Miguel the cookies. Like you just give him some cookies and like, and it's enough. And so James goes, okay, fine. And he reaches his hand in the, the Nilla wafer like bucket and he pulls out two Nilla wafers but they were the same too <laughs> he gave them to Miguel <laughs> Miguel bit into him and his fucking eyes went all wide and shit <laughs> do you remember that I have a vague recollection of that actually yeah, yeah. like him just like swirling <laughs> around to the Nilla wafers yeah holding on <laughs> to the... the same shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking funny I'll have to think I know there's probably a, a bunch more shit that I'm just not thinking of I mean Operation That's Disturb all we did. James. Let's fuck with each other. Operation, yeah. Disturb, Operation James. Disturb James. One of the greatest of all time. Word up. Well, here's what I'm wondering. Here's what I'm wondering, and okay. it's sort of related to the podcast pick. So I'm wondering, what's with the cheese it quality? Oh, yeah. You've been difference. really trying to solve this. This is the biggest news story that has never been covered. And I believe me, I tried to see if it had been, and yeah, it has not. Yeah, he he's gone deep. Oh. If you go to Costco and you buy a big fucking Cheez-It, I'm not talking about the individually wrapped. I've never fucking bought those. I'm talking about the big, you get two big old, big old, big old bags. Yeah. Um, yeah. You buy that from Costco, those Cheez-Its are primo, primo Cheez-Its. You eat those, and you feel like, damn, Cheez-Its are good. They're mm-hmm. a good cracker. So sometimes we don't always go to Costco. I go to Target and I'll pick up a box of Cheez-Its, yeah. regular Cheez-Its only. Um, same, should this be the same. There's only the, what this applies to. You would assume there's nothing different. No, same bag. Standard Cheez-It, yeah. standard Cheez-It, one-to-one. Yep. Costco, Target. Target, I bring them home. Smaller box is the only difference. These Cheez-Its are not the same Cheez-Its. <laughs> They're dog shit Cheez-Its. Uh, yeah, hmm. I, I don't I don't know. And it's not just like one time it happened. No. I can expect this to be what a Target Cheez-It tastes. I'm if I go to Target to buy Cheez-Its, I, I know exactly what I'm getting. Yeah. Now. Now that I've bought it a couple times. And really? It's different. And it is different than Costco Cheez-Its. Interesting. So I pose the question, hmm. what the fuck is going on? I there don't is know. an investigative jur- journalism story here behind yeah. the scenes of what are you trying to tell me that we're making cheese it's differently? Depending they, on what no store way. they're going to? There's no way. Well, there's different bag sizes. Yeah. So, so maybe they go on a different machine because the bag is smaller. And so it's like, gotta be a different factory with different management in the different <laughs> factory. I mean I mean the number one thing when you have a product like that is is quality control so that they're consistent. Yep. It's literally the only rule <laughs> why are costco cheez-its so much better i don't know you should ask you should they're just... so much better you should call and what do you mean Cheez-It? by better like what break that down for me like you're just used to you've always had those ones and you feel like that's what it should be no they're almost a little thicker like, there's like a legit quality difference like the like when they were baked it kind of bubbles like a little bit of air gets in there 
They're fresher. Uh-huh. The salt, it, it tastes like it was just put on there, so it still has a little bit of oil in it, oil to the cheese it touch and the saltiness. <laughs> I mean, it tastes, almost, it just tastes fresher. Yeah. Whereas the mm-hmm. Target- Maybe they are just also, stale. Also, when you get to the end of the bag, it's not just a bunch of broken fucking Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you get the, your standard crumbs at the bottom of the bag. Right. Target- Yeah. Like the bottom half of the bag is all crumbles, crumbles, and busted up mm. fucking Cheez-Its, and they're like almost paper thin flat. They're just flat fuckers, and they're just <laughs> they taste like they've been sitting there forever. Like they just yeah, they probably old. have been. I'm not reach. I'm not. I'm just pulling out. I mean, they're not expired, you know. So you mm-hmm. would assume non-expired Cheez-Its are non-expired Cheez-Its, saying the same thing. Right. This is not the case. We gotta crack it. I don't know. Oh my god! I, I think mean, I think we called cheese it. I wonder if there's two different numbers on the back call of fucking cheese it boxes. Mayor McCheese it and get to the bottom of this shit, dude. I'm telling you, man. Jonathan Cheese it. He would be fucking rolling in his grave if he knew what Target was up to, because yeah. it's not okay. You know, I mean, have you tried? Uh, that same box size, Target box size, at a different store, like a Fred Meyer or something of that variety. You have Fred Meyer there? No. No, at King Supers. But I have gone to King Supers and bought it, and maybe they're okay there. I can't. We'll have to test. But all I know, all I know is because we live right next to a Target, is that those Cheez-Its are not up to snuff. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking weird. And it makes me wonder and really want a Costco same box size with the two dual bags, two duels mm-hmm. of white cheddar cheeses. Big old white cheddar cheese at box. They don't oh, have that. Yeah. That seems like, cause yeah. you know, I don't, I've probably told this on the fucking podcast already, but my favorite thing to do is bothy. We did talk about bothy. Of course. Fucking bothy, man. Bothy. Half and half, regular cheese it, white cheddar cheese it. I don't want, I don't want one. I want bothy. I walk him to the club like mm-hmm. bothy. bothy. All right. <laughs> So, get on that Costco. But other than that Costco, great job on your cheese at quality. You got the right distributor, Target. Get your shit together. You're missing the mark, Target. <laughs> yeah, that's the There's one. A huge, huge. That's gap the worst in the review that Target can get. You've missed the mark. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. So this brings me to the podcast pick, which features a quad cheese it. What is a quad cheese that you may ask? Look at the podcast pick, and it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> the first time and only time this has ever happened, I pulled the cheese it out of the box, and lo and behold, it was four cheese its in a fucking four square pattern. Damn. I mean, holy shit. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Every fucking one of us has gotten a double cheese it. Sure. Every single one of us. Sorry, my mic just fell off the fucking yeah. table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every single one of us, two Cheez-Its. Yeah. Don't come at me with that bullshit, okay? <laughs> That's every day. You'll get one of those in every box. Who gives a shit? Quad cheese. You ain't never seen a quad cheese. No. But now you have. That goes back to the whole quality control thing. Now you have. This podcast pick is a sequel to a previous podcast pick. Are those pick. a Costco quad? I think it's a Costco quad. Costco okay. quad. So before we had a podcast pick with just weird food things. Mm-hmm. And you know there was a weird carrot that fucked itself. There was a yeah. cheese it 
I mean, there was this is strawberry the size of a raspberry, <laughs> and vice versa. There was a <laughs> what else was in that shit? Oh yeah, a big old lump of of uh, the powder that they yeah, put on a yeah. on a ruffle on the cheddar and sour cream ruffles. Yes. It was just I re- I reached into the disgusting. bag and just a clump of that fucking oh. coating was in there, <laughs> like chip sized, <laughs> like Brazilian nut of that coating. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that it? I think that was it on the fucking food. No. Uh, oh, and then there was a, a sandwich sliced comparison. Oh, the bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the same loaf oh, yeah. of bread, right. there was one slice that was legitimately twice the thickness <laughs> of the next slice over, and I was like, what is this? Yeah, so this is a... Speaking of quality a, control. Uh, a um, tribute to that. Uh, not tribute. It's just a continuation. Got it. We got four more fun food picks for you. Yeah. Um, S- starting uh, top left. Top left, we have Jamal's entry into the pick. We have a mm-hmm. tomato stem that, yes. if you look after cutting or biting, I'm assuming you bit it. No, it was sliced. Ew. Sliced. How did I bite into a fucking whole tomato? Maybe it wasn't a whole tomato. Maybe you slice, slice, sliced, and then bit off the last slice. <laughs> slice, slice, bite. <laughs> How did I bite near the stem area ever? I would. I like tomatoes. So... What we have here is it just looks like a stem. Like if you just look, if you just looked at it quick, no big deal, right? Um, but if you look at the at the picture, uh, zoom in, Kermit the Frog. Is you don't actually... need to zoom. <laughs> it's okay. pre-zoom. Right. Uh, don't zoom, but there's Kermit the Frog there. The Jamal says it's Kermit, Kermit the Frog face with black eyes. Black eyes. Yeah, Kermit black the Frog has. Black-eyed Kermit Frog. Has white eyes normally with black pupils. <laughs> but this is right. this is a solid these black are eye. black eyes with black pupils. And I sort of see it, you know, the Kermit the Frog. It's the shape of his, sure. his fucking face. Yeah. So then we go to the top right. This looks like three eggs, right? It does. Wrong. This two eggs. Yeah, I mean, you can tell because the... Um, They're within the same... Uh, embryo. Egg, yeah, egg white. <laughs> <laughs> so I cracked open the first egg, which is on the left, big normal egg. Cracked open the second egg, two yolks, one egg. Twins. Nice. Not impossible, I know. I know it's possible, but I'd never seen it before. Yeah. And have you? Doubt it. Head over to readfellows.com. Which begs happen- the question. I think it has happened to me once. Okay. But... Uh, Pixar didn't happen. Probably not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So what's more rare, do you think? Two yolks and an egg, four Cheez-Its stuck together. Four Cheez-Its. You think four Cheez-Its? Yeah. Yeah, because you ain't never yeah. seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen hella people <laughs> post two eggs. Hella people? Hella people. See, I think I need to start my own website, and it's all Cheez-It-related journalism. <laughs> One, no one's ever seen yeah. a quad Cheez-It. I'm on it. Two, Cheese equality <laughs> throughout different department stores. I mean, there are stories to be told here in America. I, I mean, I you ha- already have a platform to do this. We'll, we'll, I'll allow it. Okay, Jamal allows it, so Bring I Bring on the cheese and knowledge. I mean, I am just blown away by the lack of cheese and knowledge that's out there. I seriously tried Googling yeah. it. I was like, please yeah. tell me what's going on. 
and then and every I feel like maybe you're not alone, and that'll drive traffic to uh, to Reed Fellows. Yeah, I mean, if you if anybody out there finds a uh, piece on on this topic, please send it to me. I couldn't find it every time I tried to do research. It would just tell me the 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 price difference yeah. between Target and Costco's Cheez Its, and and why Costco is more worth it because of the unit price. I'm <laughs> like, go fuck yourself with your totally lame hack article on wholesale pricing yeah. <laughs> on how it's fucking cheaper. Like 90 articles written on Costco's wholesale pricing. Yeah, okay, we get it. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to capitalize on that shit. We know everyone wants to read about whole, wholesale pricing. You fucking hack. You don't have to do any sort of research. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I want the real groundbreaking shit. You might have to do interviews. We need to get QC knowledge. Yes. Final thing that I just decided to put in here to fill it out. It is a plate of <laughs> French fries from Five Guys with some ketchup next to it. And I captioned it in case you were wondering what what the big deal is. But we just got these brand mm-hmm. new plates gifted to us. Mm-hmm. And super nice. Oh. China. Fine China plates. Very nice. What was the first thing I decided to eat on them? The very first thing. Fries and ketchup. Fries and ketchup. Hell yeah. Baller. Nice. Fries on fine china. Which was awesome Hashtag. because it, it like, you know, it opened it up to like, we're using these plates. Right. You christened them. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't the, we're pulling them out for Thanksgiving and yeah. Christmas. No, this is fucking, these are our daily plates. Yeah. We eat egg sandwiches on these things. <laughs> what the fuck is China? I don't know, but they're dope. You know, they're super dope. They are not microwave safe, however. Holy <laughs> fuck! And I, oh. I actually just did it recently because I forgot. Yeah. And I was like, but you're not thinking you'll just pop it right in the microwave. Yeah. Hella lightning. Yeah, not. It's not that they'll break. It's that <laughs> there's like a metal rim around the outside yeah. of them, and oh. electri- electrical fusion was happening. <laughs> <laughs> One time I put a frozen Capri Sun in a in a microwave, not thinking about that at all, trying to soften it up a little bit. Oh yeah, yep. And freaked the fuck out. I was like, Ah, what? dad, 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 dad. They're like metallic. Pouches. I thought if I like oh. stopped it or something, I would get electrocuted. Dad just came over and opened the microwave. Why were your Capri Suns frozen? You know, you throw a Capri Sun in the freezer. You cut, you know, freezes. You. I never had that. Like you cut the top off of it. Yeah. Interesting. And I was a little impatient, and I paid the ultimate price. One time in the in the in the at work, in the work kitchen, um, it's a shared workspace, so like not everyone who works in this workspace um, like works for the same company. It's just a shared kitchen in this building, uh-huh. and this guy. So I didn't know him; mm-hmm. just this random dude um, popped open the microwave in the kitchen and threw in what looked like to me to be like an MRE. Yeah. Which it wasn't, because MREs, obviously, you don't need a microwave. You yeah. just open them, or you just fucking add water. MRE? And shake it. And a sh- meal's ready to eat. It's a military thing. It's so you can eat food. Okay. Dehydrated eat. or something, yeah. <laughs> and you just, like, add water, wow. and you it becomes spaghetti. It's fucking weird as hell. Yeah, it's emergency food. <laughs> so, but this guy, huh. it was, so it was, like, a weird pouch sort of thing. Uh-huh. And then I was just chilling in the kitchen, filling up water or something in the sink, and then all of a sudden, they're just, pop, smack, wick. And then he's like, boom, boom. And he's like, oh, fuck. And he fucking pulled, and the, the microwave was exploding. Oh, my and he God. Fucking, <laughs> he pulls the microwave open, and his shit is on fire. 
and he like <laughs> he like he like grabs it and he like like tries to pull it out but as soon as you know it's like that quick grab where you grab and then let go immediately so it yep. falls to the floor and then he like pat pat yeah. pats it <laughs> like on the ground i was like oh smokes and i was like there's metal on that and he was just quiet like i don't know if he was embarrassed or whatever yeah but he was just didn't say anything back to me and i was like dang and so i just fill up my water and then about to walk out of the kitchen he taps me on the shoulder and i go what and i, and I turn and he shows me on the package he says he goes it says it's microwave safe <laughs> Like he wanted to prove to me, he wanted yes. to let me know that he's not an idiot <laughs> and show me the microwave safe label. Microwave safe. I thought that was hilarious. Oh I was like, God. I don't care. <laughs> I think it's funny that you stayed and like filled up your water there. It's funny. Why? That's why I went to the kitchen. <laughs> this guy's like standing like, ah, 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 like stomping on this fucking thing. I mean, it was, it happened, it happened in like three seconds. It wasn't like mm. a. The whole thing happened well, so fast. I know. I... I mean, I think it would have been weird if I ran out of the kitchen in a panic. Ah, there's a fire <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> like, I've been, like, you know, I've been no, around. I mean, I've seen your guys' exchange. I've seen shit go wrong. In a, not in not like while he's stomping it out and you're just keeping cool. I mean, after you're, like, trying to engage in conversation and then he's, like, embarrassed and quiet and you're like okay and then just fill up your water no again this all happened like all of it is less than a minute he pulls it out and i just make a comment mm-hmm. like it all this all happened in the length of time it takes to fill a glass of water up <laughs> you know okay so I, I just made a comment like oh man there's metal or something like just to see because i'm the only other one yeah, in there you have to acknowledge it so i'm not gonna right. pretend like i didn't just see the microwave explode <laughs> right right <laughs> He didn't say anything. He's full panic mode. And then. Microwave safe. Hey, it's microwave safe. So <laughs> it's not on me. <laughs> All right, man. Um, yeah. And that's the podcast pick. Check it out. Cool food stuff. When we, uh, I don't know, probably two or three years from now, when we have four more fun food picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll post. We'll be updated. We'll give you part three. Unless you guys have some, something, I think it's time for read, fellas. I think Party so, 80. too. Um, I ha- yeah. We actually got an email, readfellas oh. at gmail.com. Well, then that is something. Nice. It's related, but it, it's it's in the reading category. Okay, hit me with it. All right, so yeah. here it says, I've never been a reader person. And in conversation years ago, visiting my grandparents, my grandma made me a list of musts. I have yet to read any, but keep the <laughs> list and hope to someday get to them. I was wondering if you've read any of these, and if not, will you add them to your list? Photo attached. Hope you can read Cursive Still. This is very difficult to read, by the way. Okay. So the books are <laughs> The Road Less Traveled. The, I'm going to write these down. The Road... Less traveled. Uh huh. By M. Scott Peck, perhaps. M. Scott Peck. Okay. Uh, People of the Lie. People of the Lie. And I, like L Y E. No, L I E. I think. <laughs> I think. So I mean, it's people of the lie. Uh, the. I'm sorry. The different drum, perhaps? 
the different drum in parentheses community. <laughs> I mean, so far, I haven't read any oh of my these. God. The I've never even heard of these. I know. The road less <laughs> Deep traveled. Cuts, Grandma. The road these le- are musts. The road less traveled and beyond. That one I can read. And beyond. Oh, it's, it's a sequel. sequel. Yeah. Uh, the Prophet Khalil. Not gonna. Not gonna. The Prophet Khalil. Khalil Gibram. Maybe. Classic 1923, uh, Renewal 1951. That's it. I've not read any of those. I've not read them. them. I've not heard of them. I will look into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that I read those. I mean, I'll send you the photo. Yeah. I mean, I'll. Difficult. If I can't find (laughs) what I just wrote down online, then I'll (laughs) try and investigate the photo further. Okay. I wonder what sort of genre these books are. I know. They seem yeah. to all, I, I have a feeling they're all spiritual s- Similar. Books? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, what I read yeah. this past week The Three Body Problem. Tell me about it. Chinese? Yeah. This book is from China The Three Body Problem. I looked it up. Everyone says, oh, this is probably one of the best sci-fi books written in forever. Like, it's so groundbreaking. What is this book about? I was just so curious going in. The three-body problem is about, like, you know how, like, when you have, like, like three people in the bedroom and you're like, how's this going to go down? No. What are you mm. talking about? There's three of you in the bedroom. Why would that happen? Whose thing goes where? How does it, how does it work, right. you know? You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't. You divvy it up. Yeah. So like, so you got you mm-hmm. and two other people, right? Correct. I understand what three people. There's are. a bed. Now the clothes come off. How how do you position? Who goes where to make this work? You know what I'm saying? Are you talking about right. having sex? Three some. Okay. How it's a it's you got three bodies and it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. So with that, I'm fucking kidding. This is not what this book is about. Oh, I'm very mm-hmm. lost. <laughs> right, right. That was a joke. <laughs> no, the three-body problem is a little bit of a spoiler if I tell you what the three-body problem actually is. That's fine. I'm you not don't learn read about it. it until about halfway in. I can tell you I'm not going to read it. So. But this book has fucking, I mean, it's got mathematics. Well, do you recommend it? I recommend it. It's got mathematics. It's got physics. It's got astrophysics. It's got particle physics. It's got computer science, nanotech. Dang. It's got so much shit going on. Uh-huh. Not to mention fucking Chinese history. Sure. <laughs> that you know nothing about. <laughs> um, I mean, this book was orig- originally written in China, and it is Chinese. It's new, though. I mean, it's somewhat new. And the fucking... Then it was translated for america but in the actual book there'll be like translators notes at the bottom mm-hmm. to like let let you in on like what this piece of history like thing that was just brushed by in the original but it's like historical yeah chinese shit like their cultural revolution sure. related sort of things or like historical figures of different dynasties and whatnot <laughs> So they'll fill you in on a little bit of that. Well, that's nice. It's not 100% uh, necessary that you understand that going in, but it just adds a little bit of context. 
Mm-hmm. But so the three, so basically what happens in this book is there's this guy, it jumps, it starts off back in like the 19 fucking fifties and shit. And then it gets up to sort of up to speed. And there's this guy who works at a nanotech company and they're building a fucking technology that can make basically a string of nanotech related material mm-hmm. that's like one one hundredth the thickness of a human hair. Okay. So it's completely invisible to the eye. However, it's stronger than anything. So basically, if you were like running full speed mm-hmm. and it, this thing was set up like a tripwire, it would chop your fucking legs clean off. Oh my God. Because it's, mm. I mean, it's thinner than a knife blade. Yeah. It's sort of dangerous technology in the sense that, like, if you were to put it across, like, a road, yeah. you'd cut a car in half if it was driving. Shit. And this is just a piece of the book. It has nothing really to do with the book. So there's that, and he... I'm going to jump over a bunch of shit, but he basically gets told to stop working on his shit, and he also is, like, a photographer by hobby. And he starts seeing um, a countdown on, like, photos that he's taking. Mm-hmm. Just like in, like if it's a dark photo, pitch black, it's the the numbers are white. It just shows like a countdown, but it just shows numbers. But like with the series of photos that he's taking, he sees that the numbers are going down, and it's about like hmm. fucking fifty seven days. And then he's like t- tells his wife, he's like, "You take pictures," and she takes pictures, and the countdown's not there. And then he takes pictures, and the countdown's there. And then he starts being like, "What the fuck? It's impossible." Mm-hmm. And he's like doing different combinations. But whenever he takes a photo, the countdown is in the fucking photo. Hmm. And then like the next day or whatever, the countdown is in his line of sight. Hmm. Like wherever he's looking, the countdown is just locked in place. He closes his eyes. He can still see it vividly. Wow. And so he's like, he thinks he's going insane. Mm -hmm. And then he bumps into someone and they tell him to stop working on the technology he's working on. He basically gets convinces the company to stop work for three days so they can like reboot some shit. Mm-hmm. And like they were gonna have to do it eventually, but he's like, let's just do it now and get it over with. And while production is stopped for three days, the countdown disappears from his line of sight. And then when it starts up again, it reappears. But, but does reappear in his line of sight, it reappears in the cosmic microwave background radiation of the universe. So he's like, that's fucking impossible. And then he goes to like a fucking planet, whatever you call it, telescope, mm-hmm. <laughs> planetarium, not a pl- whatever you call it, the fucking like observatory. T- observatory. And like the guy working there, and they, he fucking asks him like, so like, is based on the temperature of the, the cosmic microwave background radiation from the Big Bang, remnants of the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing. And, like, the temperature of that now is, like, two point something degrees Kelvin. It's, like, slowly going down mm. as the universe expands. It's losing temperature. Yeah. Um, so he's, like, let me know when the, like, what the temperature is and if it's, like, changing or whatever. And he's, like, the temperature is not going to change. Like, it's been the same. It's going to be the same for our lifetime. Mm. Like, it's very slow. <laughs> he's, like, it hasn't yeah. changed since I've been here. He's, like, yeah, but it will. And he... They basically look at it, and it's fucking pulsing. The The temperature's like going up and down, up and down, in dots and dashes in Morse code, typing out his countdown. 
in the cosmic background mm-hmm. radiation. So he's going insane. Okay. He's like, fucking, what the fuck? But since this other guy has confirmed it with him, he's like, this is crazy. So now he's like, okay, something weird is happening. So now you're intrigued in the book. Okay, whatever. Something, something probably supernatural, whatever. He finds a video game that is, it's like a virtual reality video game with like a haptic suit. Mm-hmm. So you can like feel things, temperature and and Pressure. physical blows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a helmet. And so you see it in this body, this game is called Three Body. And basically what it is is you, you start and you're facing a pyramid and different historical figures are trying to figure out how to survive on this planet, which goes through chaotic periods and stable periods. And basically what happens is they can't predict it, but it'll be out of the fucking blue. The sun will just rise and then it'll set and then it might be fucking dark for 40 days it might be dark for 40 years mm-hmm. and then the sun will rise again 15 days of darkness and then sometimes it'll rise and it'll just stay there and there's no pattern to it and they're like we don't know what's going on so the ob- the object of this game is to sort of like every iteration like you die eventually because the sun will rise and it'll be it'll just melt everybody and then you die and then he'll go back and like the next day he'll play it he'll boot it up again and it'll be later in the game and it'll be a different historical figure. So it starts off with like Aristotle and Copernicus or whatever, and then it go, and Galileo, and then it'll go to like, okay, now the people are are Einstein and John von Neumann, and like th- these are the characters, and and they start and there's Chinese ones earlier mm. than that and shit, but they're all trying to figure out how they can come up with a predictive model to predict the fucking chaotic period and stable period. What it comes down to the three body problem. Mm is how you can predict, this is a real thing, how you can predict the behavior of a solar system that has three suns. So that's just mm-hmm. what they're experiencing in this video game. It's a fucking rendering of a planet in a solar system that has three suns. Anyways, <laughs> it's fucking, basically it gets to the point where it's a little bit uh, um, Ender's Game, where the game is actually modeling a real life thing that's happening mm-hmm. it's not actually real life like it is an enders game spoiler alert but um they basically have found and this i'm skipping over fuck down but they found a solar system nearby that has three suns that have there there's life mm-hmm. and there's people living and so the mm-hmm. game like renders real people that you recognize in historical figures but there's actual aliens Mm-hmm. in real life that are trying to figure out this problem mm-hmm. um, that they're living in a fucking solar system that they hate and they've adapted differently and they have different evolutionary properties that allow them to like dehydrate themselves and shit so they can live when the sun's gone for long periods of time mm-hmm. and they get a message from earth that we sent out a long time ago and then they respond to it and their message says do not answer this message like stay away like if you respond again like they can't find you from this one message but if you send another one they'll be able to find you and they're gonna come and they're gonna fucking destroy you Mm -hmm. so it's like basically a pacifist living on this alien nation who got the message first who's warning earth like do not respond yeah because they don't want to live here anymore and they're they're ripe to fucking find your planet 
and that's a hundred percent stable era. So, um, so then all these factions break off with these people in China of different, like people who have different, uh, philosophies on what they should do. Mm-hmm. So it's just all like, it's like all the politics of that situation. And it's a fucking, it's a good book, man. It's uh it goes deep. It goes very deep and it's, it's very fucking technical. Like they get into like lots of like mathematical shit and the three body problem and the fucking, uh, other related problems and science, modern science. That sounds dope. Yeah, it's a good one, but it's a dense one, but it's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jamal? Um, I have been reading Rant. I'm about uh, like uh, a little over 200 pages, so I got about 100 pages left. How are you liking it so far? Um, I really like it. I really, really like it. Isn't it um, cool? Like, there's, I'm really interested. Yeah, there's lots of different uh, fucking uh, concepts or like lots of little... I think like a little imaginative things that he has going on that I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Which be, because I've been reading that one of the movies I watched this week was a fight club and noticing that that's definitely something that Chuck must just do. And I'm, you know, curious to read his other stuff because did, did you notice things like that in choke where like Chuck seems to have this like full of like, weird theories on things but also like just like trivia <laughs> oh yeah i mean yeah that's a common weaves thread. in in cool ways yeah yeah and lots of like humorous no, trivia super sort of stuff yeah 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 that, that's a that's a common thing with them but like even like in rant how there's uh boosting is what they call it boosting, boosting yeah yep. boosting peaks and then they have um party crashing which is like a whole yeah there's like all these like little things like that where it's like he weaves into all these ideas of things that people do and technology that exists in this world it's like oh and they're all interesting like they're all like oh i'm interested yeah. in, in more about what this thing that you're creating it's not just like one thing yeah and it's like i'm gonna make a whole book like he can make a whole book about boosting peaks mm-hmm. or he can make a whole book just yeah. about party crashing but it's all these things working together and him about yeah. how he's addicted to fucking venom and like getting bit by animals yeah. and spiders and shit. That whole yeah, I don't know. It really makes everything feel. It adds a realism to it, you know. That like the the world that you're living in is a bunch of crazy fucking shit happening, right? It's not just one thing that sort of is all encompassing of this universe or whatever. Right. It's no. It's it really builds that reality yeah, everyone has cool their own way. shit going on <laughs> yeah no it's I, i'm i'm anxious to to finish it it's i really like it i have been inspired to read again like i'm feeling like in a reading mood now so perhaps next time True i'll grit. have something fuck no <laughs> <laughs> um, jimmy's just now we've inspired her yeah no, no no i mean earlier today i was thinking about it i'm like I'm, all right i'm ready to get my reading game again so i'll be on i'll be on point next week good i hope you're on point next week because i will not have something to bring up next week oh god now i feel like i have what? homework because i have started reading the stand by stephen king and it is there's no way i'll oh, finish reading it yeah. <laughs> by next week i actually considered reading a different book and then, like, when I finish a book before the week's out, then I finish the week out with The Stand, and then at the beginning of a week, start a new book that I know I can finish 
in yeah. less than a week. So that way I always will have a book uh-huh. to bring up and complete. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can just bl- plow through the stand and it'll only be a few weeks. Yeah. Just miss a week or, or two. Yeah. Word. Word indeed. That's all I have. You got something, Morgan? I'm tapped. I mean, I could talk about Cooking Corner, but I, it's not. Cooking Corner. It's not very interesting. Cooking Corner. Dude, super interesting. Morgan got cooked a whole chicken, and yes, I know what you're thinking right now. Jordan, you said your lips were chapped. Did you use the chicken grease to help your chapped <laughs> lips? Of course I did. Nice. Tried rubbing chicken grease on my chapped lips. Yeah, I made a roasted chicken <laughs> and some broccoli. It's so easy to make that roasted chicken. Like, I forget, you know? You just make a little rub and, like, rub it on there and fucking throw it in the oven. It's so good. It's, it's so easy. It's so good. And um, so I like doing that. And then I've been making caprese sandwiches, which I really want to recommend to everyone. So I just have some mm-hmm. tomatoes, mozzarella, and basil, and I just fucking make it like a grilled cheese, like a panini. Do you prefer it with basil or with the pesto that you've been using? I haven't tried it with just basil because we, <laughs> we've had pesto. So so pesto is the recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> is the recipe. Exactly. Spread it on both sides, then butter on the bread, and then you go boom, boom. Sometimes I have to microwave boom, it just boom, a boom little on the bit to get the cheese a little meltier. You just got to grill it slower. I know, but I'm not patient. Yeah. And it's only for me, so I'm like, I don't really fucking care. Right, it's not for a restaurant industry. Yeah. It's not for you, or you're not going to judge. Because if it was, I mean, it's not like you're giving one to Costco and then the microwave bullshit to Target, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So that's the corner. Any cool new foods you you done eating, Jamal? No. Dang, no, no new drinks or new food for the week. I feel like you have to eat no, something new. Same old shit. Dang, same old PB&Js. We've been eating lots of takeout. Yeah. I've been slacking on cooking corner. That's right. You've had a fucked up finger. had a fucked up finger. And honestly, putting the rub on that chicken without like touching it, because I didn't oh. want to touch raw meat with my fucking right hand. Oh, yeah. It was actually kind of a pain in the ass. But, it's fine. but super easy. Yeah. I mean... It was fine. <laughs> Word up. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this Monday low energy zone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's thanks. all good though. Thanks for thanks for <laughs> chilling with us. Thanks for hanging in there. So the very you guys are the special listeners if you're still listening at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um we love you very, very much. Maybe Jamal get a shit together. We we can record on Sunday of next week. When we're when we have Yeah. Dude, this Monday energy is like a real thing. Like it, it honestly. It's very real. I, I can't. I try so hard to get. I mean, seriously, I on just, Mondays, you probably need to sit up. Probably. Because laying down mm-hmm. and Monday. Yeah. That's dead. It's a disaster. That's, you're on death's orbit with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Jamal's probably gonna spit in my water, so I'm gonna quit talking and I'm gonna put butter on that shit. Bye. Stay hydrated. Brown circle, that shit'll hurt you. Don't try to fit in either. You better off with neither. Few veteran speakers get medicine when you need it. Especially when we all need knowledge instead of sneakers. Stop hanging on to childhood drama. It defeats us. Our challenge is holding ourselves back. I hope you felt that. Queen, gotta learn to let it go and move forward. King, you should learn to say no. Keep all your dough in. King, Michael Jordan gets back and you didn't know it.
like LeBron does, but it's just seldom they show it. King, get 10 points from one bird doing your thing. King, to one of your homies decide to sing. King, I started saying peace, king, on my song of flyers. And after that, it took off like fire. Peace, king.